Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We're in the seventh and final week of a series called Fundamentals. And this series is all about how to have a relationship with God. And if you're new around here, you need to know that we talk about this a lot. We talk about you and people you know having a relationship with God. And in fact, our mission, which answers the question, why do we exist, is this. We exist to reach all people. I don't care what you did. I don't care how far away that you are from God. It doesn't matter who you are, what neighborhood you live in. It doesn't matter what your tax return bracket is. It doesn't matter what school you went to. It doesn't like, no matter who you are, if you have a pulse, the 2.1 million people in the greater Cincinnati area, we exist to reach all people and teach them to have a relationship with God. Not religion, not behavior modification, not a checklist of do's and don'ts, but for you to have a relationship with God that gets better and better. And if I'm gonna tell you every single week, how important that is and how much you need it. I'm doing you a disservice if I don't tell you how to have a relationship with God. And that's what this series is all about because we believe in the big idea of this series is that a better and better relationship with God. One of those type of relationships with God, the, the type of relationship that is in our mission as a church, it is found in the fundamentals. And that's what this series is all about. And author Daniel Coyle, he writes in his leadership book, The Little Book of Talent. He says this, he says that the fundamentals are perceptibly insignificant details, but because they're simple, we write them off as unimportant. But the reality is, Whenever you see a successful individual, a self-made entrepreneur, an Olympic athlete, a happily married husband or wife, you can be certain you're looking at an individual who has paid attention to perfecting the fundamentals. And so in this series, we've been talking about six different fundamentals of faith that we never outgrow, that we never graduate from, that will help you have a good relationship with God if you implement them into your day-to-day life. And if you missed any of those messages, we have an audio podcast on Apple and Spotify. I encourage you to go back and re-listen to those messages. But this week, we're going to be talking about a fundamental that's often forgotten, that flies under the radar, but I am convinced that it is imperative that this fundamental is imperative for us having, here's the word, consistency in our relationship with God. How many of you would desire that? How many of you would desire consistency? No more spiritual roller coasters, up high highs and low lows, but, but, but there's something inside you that says, I just want a consistent relationship with God. And so today, if you're taking notes, which I really wanna encourage you to take notes today. Today's gonna to be very helpful, very practical, very easy to translate into Monday, which by the way, that's a very big deal around here is that our Sundays should always affect our Mondays. And inside of your worship guide, we actually provide this little piece of paper that's designed for you to, if you didn't bring something, if you wanna take notes, you can grab that, write down some things. I recently heard this statement that a blunt pencil is more effective effective than a sharp mind. 
Isn't that good? It's because when we write things down, we can go back to it later. We can remember it. And so a blunt pencil is more effective than a sharp mind. So I want to encourage you to take notes today because I want to talk in this last week of this series. I want to talk about the fundamental of alignment. Alignment. Specifically, the fundamental of lining up to truth and not lies. And so here's the big idea of this week. If you want to have the message in one sentence, it's this, that if you want consistency in your relationship with God, you have to consistently line up to truth, not lies. I'm telling you, if you raised your hand and said, that's me, I want consistency in my relationship with God, then you have to consistently line up to truth and not lies. And so to start our conversation, I just want to ask, just by a show of hands, how many of you just enjoy superhero movies? Like you enjoy them. Like there's something about those you just, I love them. A few months ago when Disney Plus came out, my wife and I got them and they have all the Marvel, the Marvel, uh, Marvel um, movies on there. And I've just been crushing through those. Like I've been watching as many as I can. I love them. And I think that we love those movies so much because there's good guys versus bad guys. You know, there's good versus evil. There's the superhero versus the villain or the enemy. And I think it's very important for us to understand at the start of this conversation that the Bible says that we, that you and I, that we have a very real enemy, that we do that we have a very real enemy that goes by many names. Maybe you've heard the name Satan or the devil or the enemy or the thief, the prince of darkness, Lucifer. And my, 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 personal, my, my, my personal, just my name of choice is the dirt bag. Like he just, he's awful. <laughs> it's not in the Bible, but that's my name uh, for him. And here's his job description. Here's the enemy's job description in John 10, 10. This is what he wants to do. The thief, he comes only, only, that this is what he does, only, this is it. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. And you need to know that this is his full-time job. His full-time job is to steal, kill, and destroy everything good in your life. And he's a workaholic. He works 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every single day of the year. He never takes a day off. He works nights, he works weekends, and every single holiday. And a lot of times he ratchets that up on holidays. And listen, here's what I know, is that when I look at my Bible, he's been very good at that job since page three. So he's been very good at this job. This only job is to steal, kill, and destroy everything in your life. So if that's what he does, how does he do it? So if he steals, kills, and destroys, how does he do it? John chapter 8, verse 44, it says he, talking about Satan, the devil, that he was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, not if, but when he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Here's the same verse in two other translations. In the NIV, it says, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, 
He speaks his native language. In other words, he is fluent in the language of lies. For he is a liar and the father of lies. And then in the Passion Translation it says, he's been a murderer right from the start, that he never stood with the one who is the true prince. For, he, for he's full of nothing but lies. Lying is his native tongue. He is a master of deception and the father of lies. So Satan, he steals, he kills, and destroys one way with lies. That's how he does it. And here's every single time he will lie one of three ways. He will either lie, he will send lies about you, lies about others, or lies about God. And so his full-time job is to steal, kill, and destroy, but how does he does it? He does it through lies. That's his only weapon. That's the only bullet in his gun. And get this, it's not even a real gun and a real bullet. That's, and listen, Satan is not God's equal on the evil side. You understand that, right? You understand that, that God and Satan are not equal, that Satan is not his equal on the evil side. No, he is defeated, he's already lost, and all he has now is lies. He actually has no power over you other than to suggest something to you that's simply not true. By the way, I'm so fired up today. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm fighting them today. Because I'm tired of him destroying lives. And I'm tired of him destroying lives and seeing people's lives get destroyed simply because of that. Simply because of lies. And I'm, and I'm ready to expose this dirt bag for who he really is. Because here's what I believe. I believe that when we expose the liar, we can defeat his lies. That we can walk in victory like never before. That we can walk and we know that we're living life winning. Because when we expose the liar, we can defeat his lies. And here's the great news today, that if there are lies, that means that there has to be, there has to be truth. There has to be. So if, if there's gonna be lies, that means there has to be truth. And listen to what John chapter 14, verse six says, where Jesus is talking. And he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John chapter 1, verse 14, it says this. It says, the word, talking about Jesus, that Jesus, he became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father. And listen how it describes Jesus, full of grace and truth. And then in verse 16, it says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Listen, church, truth is not a principle. Truth is not a philosophy. Truth is a person. And his name is Jesus. That the world is not the source and the standard of truth. That culture today is not the source and the standard of truth. That social media for the love of God is not the source and the standard of truth. That the news is not the source and the standard. Like all sides of the news, Fox and CNN, they are not the source 
and the standard of truth. And by the way, you are not the source and the standard of truth, and neither am I. That Jesus, and Jesus alone, is the source and the standard of truth. So if you want to know truth, know Jesus. If you want to know what is truth, I'm, I'm begging you, as your pastor, get to know Jesus. Because when you know Jesus, you can know truth. Everything starts there. That's why we believe with everything that we have as a church, that true freedom, like real freedom, is not the absence of something. It's the presence of someone. It's the presence of Jesus. That true freedom is not just taking something out of your life. It's putting someone in your life. And in John chapter 8, verse 32 says, and you will know the truth. You will know Jesus. And the truth will set you free. Let me ask you a question. That if the truth sets you free, then what do lies do? And that's why it is so important for you and I to know truth. Because our freedom is on the line. Our freedom is on the line. By the way, that's why the fundamental of the Bible is so important, which we talked about in week two of this series. Because we believe that this book is God's word, that it speaks to every single area of our life, that this book is truth. And for you to defeat lies, you have to know truth. And so I encourage you to spend time in God's word every single day, not because it's a religious checklist of do's and don'ts, but because it's a person to pursue. And the more you do that, the more you can know truth. And when you know truth, the truth will set you free. And so there's lies and then there's truth. And here's what I want you to understand today. I think it's so important that we get this. Is that every single day, every single moment of every single day, we are lining up to either lies or we're lining up to truth. But here's the great news today. That is a choice. The greatest news that I can tell you today is that whether we line up to lies or whether we line up to truth, that it is a choice. And while we do not choose what happens to us, that a lot of times if I were to say, would you choose everything that's happened to you in your life, your answer would unequivocally be no. I would for sure not want that. But here's the choice that you and I both have, no matter what's happened to us, we can choose whether we line up to that or whether we line up to this. That is the choice that we have, is that we can choose to do that. And please, please understand this. You have to get this, that the lies will not destroy you. The lies will not steal, kill, and destroy you. The lies only will do that when you line up to it. Lining up to the lies will destroy you, not the lies itself. Lies have no power on their own. They only have power when we line up to them. And so how do we line up to lies? How do we line up to truth? And the more I've thought about this, and I've really spent a lot of time over the last few years of my jacked up life trying to figure this out. And what I've learned is that so many times we, learn, we line up to either lies or truth three different ways. And here's the first way, write this down in our thoughts, in what I think. So I line up, my alignment is with lies, in my thoughts, what I think. And I think this one is more important than the other two. I think this is so big. Here's why. Because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. I'm gonna say that again because that was really good. 
And I think that you need to marinate on that one just for a second. Your life is always, always, right now it is, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. That's why Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Let me give you another way to say that. What we think determines how we live. And so what we think, it really does determine how we live. Have you ever thought about what you think about? Think about that. <laughs> See, scientists have discovered, this is so cool. Scientists have discovered that every time you have a thought, it creates a path in your brain called a neuropathway. Every single time you have a thought, it creates this pathway, this neuropathway. And they've also discovered, get this, I'll put this on the screen, that the more we think a thought, the stronger it gets, the easier it is to think it again, and the harder it is to think a different thought. So when we have a thought, this, it, every single time we have one, it gets stronger, it's easier to think it again, and it's harder to think about something else. It's like when people walk across grass over and over and over again, and over time, it creates a path. That's what happened in college. When I was in college, we had sidewalks everywhere. Most of the time, the students were good, and they walked on the sidewalks. But every now and then, I can even picture them in my mind right now on the college campus that I went to. There was these paths that were in the grass, that instead of me walking the long way on the sidewalk, I can take this shortcut. And when I take this shortcut, I can get there faster. Maybe I can sleep a little bit later. Maybe I can hang with that little special somebody that I'm scoping and hoping with, whatever the case is. And somebody at one time made that thought. Somebody said, you know what? I can walk that way and save a little bit of time. And so they walk across the grass. And then they were like, that was great, and I'll do it again. And then they did it again, and then other people saw them doing that. So they started joining in and walking across the same path. And then all of a sudden, it became a literal path in there, and that is a perfect picture of what a neuropathway does inside of our brain. But here's the good news. Scientists have also discovered that the brain has the power to change. The really heady term is neuroplasticity, which means that scientifically, it's been proven that we have the power to change the way that we think. I love it when science discovers what God has already said. Because <laughs> listen what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. Let me put it this way. Don't keep walking on that grass path. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. You can change, you can change, and here's how. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So if you wanna change your life, you gotta change your thinking. But we line up to truth or lies in our thoughts, what we think. Then here's the second way, is in our emotions. That's what I feel. So we line up to lies or truth in our emotions, what I feel. 
So if, if the first one was all about what's in your head, this one's all about what's in your heart. What are the things that's in your heart and what you line up your heart towards, truth or lies? In Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, it talks about how important that is. And that's why it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So we line up in our thoughts, in our emotions, and then number three, in our actions, in our actions. So we line up to truth or lies in our actions. This is what I do. See, the first two are all internal, but this is external. This is our actions. This is what we do. And in Psalm 119.5, it says, oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Let me put it another way, that my actions would constantly reflect your truth. So we line up to either truth or lies with our thoughts, that's what I think, our emotions, what I feel, or our actions, what I do. And I want to end today by giving you a very practical exercise that has helped me so much, something that you can literally go home today and do. And I encourage you to do that today. You can do this on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You can literally do this any day, this practical exercise. And there's four steps. So write these down. Number one, write down the number one lie that's affecting my life. So think about that. Ask God. Say, God, God, what is the number one lie that is affecting my life? And truthfully, there may be a lot, but narrow it down to one. Start with one, the most powerful one, the one that affects your thoughts and your emotions and your actions the most. Start with one and call it what it is. Be brutally honest. Don't sugarcoat it and name it, define it. And here's why that's so important. Because you cannot defeat what you do not define. So it's very important to name it. Say, this is the number one lie that's affecting my life. And then number two, you can write down my thoughts, emotions and actions when I line up to that lie. In other words, what does that lie look like on me? What do I think? What do I feel? And what do I do? And then after you do that, then you can write down God's truth that defeats that lie. So after you write down the number one lie and what that lie looks on you, then you can write down God's truth that defeats that lie. And by the way, I recommend you finding a scripture, something that you can point to and say, it's not just my theory, this is truth from God's word. And so you can write down God's truth. And then the last number, step, number four, write down my thoughts, emotions, and actions when I line up to that truth. So what does that truth look like on me? What do I think? What do I feel? What do I do? And I encourage you to write them on the same piece of paper. Like write them down where you can see both of them. And once you have clearly written down beside each other, both of them, what does it look like when I line up to lies? And what does it look like when I line up to truth? Then ask yourself, which life do I want to live between those two? Let me give you an example because I sat down recently and I did this same thing. I thought about and I asked God, God, what is the number one lie that affects my life the most? And this is what I wrote down. I wrote down that no matter what I do, I'm not good enough. I don't know if you've ever felt that. But that is the number one lie that I keep coming back to over and over again in my life. It's the lie that the enemy whispers in my ear all the time. 
is that no matter what, I'm not good enough, I'm gonna fall short, I'm gonna fail. And so what does my life look like when I line up to that lie? In other words, what does this lie look like on me? And so what do I think? I constantly think I'm not good enough. I always think that I'm going to fail, like in every area, not just in ministry, my job, but as a husband, as a father, as a friend. I just, I just, I start to get in my own mind and, and I feel like I'm gonna fall short and fail. I overanalyze everything and everybody. I begin to tear myself down and my self-esteem starts to get lower. And I even start to think like, why even try? And I just am so tempted to give up in every area of my life. That, that's what I think. But then when I line up to this lie, here's what I feel. Here's the emotions that I'm feeling on the inside. This is what's in my heart. I always feel like I'm losing. I feel like I'm losing. And there's times where I feel hopeless. And there's a scripture that says where there is no hope, like, with, with, like hope deferred, it makes your heart sick. And so I often, my heart gets sick because I have no hope when I line up to this lie. I get robbed of joy. I have no peace. I'm always unsettled. I'm this discontent. And then not only that, when I line up to this lie, here are my actions. Here's what I do. I'm overly critical of myself and others. I become, I become very obsessive with things and I, like, I feel like I can't make a mistake. And when I do, I beat myself up like crazy. I overwork, I isolate because I'm trying to earn something and I don't want anybody to see that I'm not good enough. I'm no fun, I can't enjoy anything. I, I have a really hard time celebrating when I know I'm lining up to this lie. And I fish for compliments because I begin to feel insecure that I'm not enough. And so I want people to compliment me. And so I begin to fish for those things. And so that's what that lie looks like on me. But then when I started thinking about this lie, here's the hard thing with this lie, is that this lie has a little bit of truth in it. It really does. It has a little bit of truth on it because on my own, I'm not good enough. Literally in the third song that we just sang, it said, I'm not enough, right? I'm not enough. I'm like, okay. Because huh? on my own, I'm not. But here is the truth directly from God's word. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, that by God's power, that he has given me everything, everything. I'm not lacking a thing. He has given me everything that I need for living a godly life. Let me put it this way, that he's given me everything I need to make sure that I never think that I'm not enough. Again, he's given me everything. That's truth. I can line up to that. Then the truth is I'm never on my own, that I don't have to do it all myself. That Jesus's very name, Emmanuel, means that God is with me. That when I'm not good enough, he is that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me and empowers me to live differently. And so if that's the truth, what does it look like when my life lines up to that truth? What does that truth look like on me? Well, here's what I think. I think about how good God is, not how bad I am. I see the good that I'm doing and, and, and like I see the direction I'm heading. I'm not so obsessed over the perfection that I'm not. And so it becomes so much more about direction, not perfection. And so I see the good that I'm doing. I don't linger on my mistakes. I'm able to move on. I don't overanalyze everything and everybody, which makes everybody's life better. And I believe the best way more. 
And then when I line up to this truth, what do I feel? What are my emotions? I feel confident. There's a peace that passes all my understanding that even when I shouldn't have peace, I do. It passes my understanding. I have joy that is beyond like any circumstantial, it's it's non-circumstantial joy. It can't be taken from me. It doesn't matter what is thrown my way. I can still at the end of the day have joy. That's when I line up with truth. When I line up with truth, my actions, I make healthier choices. I'm not overly critical. I'm able to disconnect from things and truly rest. I'm able to celebrate wins and people. I literally enjoy life way more. I smile more. I have more fun. I'm more social and I don't isolate. So that's what it looks like when I line up to truth. And that's what it looks like when I line up with lies. Now, let me ask you a question. Which one do you think I'd rather live? A lot of times when we see it like that, it's like, yeah. And here's the great thing, get this, you can do this today. You can do this today. You get to choose which one you line up to. Now, that neural pathway may be a big one right there, but I believe that you can just do this today. I'm going that way. understand that that may be hard. That may go against everything that you've been thinking, everything you've been feeling, everything you've been doing for maybe days, months, weeks, years. That there's time where that happens. But I'm telling you, you can do it. Here's the great news today. All it takes is making the choice to line up, to change your alignment to truth. Maybe you just spent so much time lining up to that. And that neural pathway is real. And I get it. But the good news is there's neuroplasticity and we can change. So maybe the lies that you believe are things like, I'm not good enough, just like me. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. That my past, it disqualifies me. You don't know the mistakes I've made. I've made too many mistakes. I've made so many mistakes, I am a mistake. I will never be free. I can never experience healing. I can never experience true freedom that things will never change. I will never change. They will never change. That there is no hope. There is no way out. It is what it is. This will be forever. That I'm just stuck because my daddy was that way, my granddaddy was that way, so I'm just stuck to rinse and repeat. I'm prone to do the same things. That no one understands. That I feel alone. I'll always be alone. Nobody understands what it's like to be me and what it knows what it's like to be alone. When everybody else has somebody, I don't have anybody and I don't belong. I don't fit. I can come to rooms like this and still feel alone, surrounded by people, but completely isolated in my soul because I don't fit. People don't care. God doesn't care. God is not even there. And we line up to lies and lies and lies and lies. And it's just not true. But today, listen, all of that can change. Today, you can make the choice to line up to truth. That today, you can make a choice to do this and line up to truth. And that's actually a beautiful picture of the biblical word repent. 
and that's a churchy word that often has a really bad rap because most people hear that word repent and they think of angry and accusatory and judgmental and some mean growling preacher that looks at you and points his finger at you and it somehow is like three feet long and says repent repent you big sinner you made so many mistakes repent 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 and we think it's like such a bad word but i'm telling you it is a beautiful word it is one of the most beautiful words in the entire bible because listen to what romans chapter 2 says think about the picture you think of repentance and then hear this that god's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. God doesn't have that big finger pointing at you saying you're so big, you're so bad and you're so awful and can't believe you made this mistake and how could you ever and I'll you, you never. He's kindness. He's so kind. And he loves you so much and he cares about you so much that his kindness leads you to repentance. And the word repent, here's all it means. I understand it's a pretty big churchy word. Maybe you've heard it and you don't know what it means. Here's what it means. To change your mind and to change your direction. That's it. That's what repentance means. To change your mind and to change your direction. It's literally this. It's saying, I'm going this way. And I recognize I don't need to anymore because I went to church and this awesome preacher told me about that I'm going this way. I'm kidding. I really am, I'm kidding. But God speaks to you, not a preacher. God speaks to you, he says, in his kindness. I don't want you to live like that anymore. I don't want you to go that direction anymore. And instead of, instead of feeling condemnation, you feel conviction. You feel the courage that I can do it. And so you change your mind. God, I'm sorry for going this way. I wanna change my mind. Will you help me with that? And then you change your direction. And now I'm gonna start walking this way. You can, that can happen today. You can walk out of here a different way than you came in. You can walk in lined up to lies and you can walk out lined up to truth. And here's what we believe, is that when you know the truth, that truth will set you free. Won't you bow your head and close your eyes? And let's not miss this today. I feel like this is so important. I know that anytime we do something frequently, we risk it becoming routine. But don't let this be routine. Even if you were in this room last service, ask God right now, what are you saying to me right now? God, what are you speaking to me? because I believe that God is here and I believe that he's speaking to you. Maybe ask him this, say, God, what does my response need to be to this message? What does my response need to be? How does my life need to look different? Let me remind you that freedom is not the absence of something, but the presence of someone. And true freedom, it starts when you invite Jesus into your life, when you make the decision to follow Jesus. And maybe you're here and you find yourself at this high school on a Sunday morning and you feel so far from God. And today you need a fresh start. Maybe you've never made the decision to follow God, or maybe you have in the past, but you've went off and you've done your own thing. And today 
you just, you know, I need a fresh start. And maybe for you, the picture here is to repent, to change your mind, to change your direction, to leave here different than when you came. That can happen today and we're not gonna point you out. We're not gonna make you come forward. We're not gonna embarrass you in any way. This is all I wanna do. I wanna lead you in a very simple prayer where everything can change. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, in just a second, I'm gonna count to three. And if you know that that's the decision that you need to make today, I need to make the decision to come back to God or to come to Him for the very first time, to start or restart my relationship with Him. I want to follow Jesus. I wanna line up to that truth. I wanna know the truth. I wanna know that person of Jesus. And if you're here and that's you and you know that that's your, that's your step today, that's what you know that God is calling you to do. He's drawing you here today for this moment. And so if you're here, I just want to lead you in a prayer. If you want to be included in that prayer, we're not going to embarrass you. Every eye's closed. This is a step of faith for you to raise your hand and say, include me. This is my decision. One, two, three. That's great. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. That's me. That's me. I got you. Got you. Got you. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Raise it up high. You should be proud. It's great. Great, 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 great. Awesome. 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 You can put your hands down and just pray something like this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you and I need you. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. I repent, I change my mind, I change my direction and would you come live inside me? I don't wanna live my life by myself anymore. I wanna live life with you, so change me. Cause I can't change myself. Will you change me? Will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. I give you my life, everything. I give you everything. And today I choose to follow you. And with every eye still closed and every head bowed, I wanna ask every person in the room, I just want you to ask God right now. I wanna challenge you to do this. Don't miss this moment. Ask God right now, what is the number one lie that is affecting my life? Ask him, because I know that he works 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and he does speak that to us. And so what is that lie? What is that number one lie that's affecting your life? And if at some point, maybe it was right now, maybe it was during the message, but if you know what that lie is, will you just raise your hand, just slip your hand up in the air and say, I know, I know that lie. I know exactly what it is. It's great, you can put your hands down. That's great. And this is what I'm praying for you whether you raise your hand or not, here's what I wanna do. I wanna pray together. And I wanna believe that today is a line in the sand moment where we collectively as a church family say no more. I am not gonna live my life lined up to that lie anymore. I will line up to truth. And so if that's you, I wanna pray. And I wanna pray and I want, and I want to include you in that prayer because God, I know that there's so many lies that we face all the time, but God, there's no power in those lies. We recognize that, we expose that today. We stand on the truth that those lies don't have the power, but when we line up to those lies, we give those lies power. And so God, we come to you right now. And God, in Jesus' name, I bind and I break and I silence every single lie and deception and scheme of the enemy. God, I break that off our minds. I break that off our emotions and our feelings. And I break that off our actions. God, we repent. We change our mind. We change our direction.
And God, we, we make a decision today to not walk in lined up to lies, but we walk out lined up to truth. And so God, I pray that you will illuminate truth like never before to us. God, I pray that you will help us to know truth and that truth will set us free. And God, I pray that as we walk out of this place today, you'll give us more courage to line up to truth than ever before. God, we are committed to it because we want consistency in our relationship with you. We love you and we thank you so much that, that, that Jesus, that the same power that raised him from the dead lives on the inside of us so we don't have to live that way anymore. So God, we thank you and we love you and we thank you for Jesus. And it's through Jesus we pray and everybody said, amen. Now church, here's the deal. There was about, I think about six people, if, if I couldn't see everything, I tried, that just made the decision to follow Jesus. Now, listen. That is what we believe is the most important decision of somebody's life. And they just made it just a few minutes ago. And so can we celebrate with them that most, come on, like we never have before. Let them know how proud we are. We are so proud of you. That's amazing. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at queencitypeople.com.